Hey everyone, welcome to Grace for a Mom's Heart. I'm Dorenda Wilson. I'm the host of the podcast, Dorenda Wilson. I'm a wife to one, mom to eight, and a nana to six. In this week's episode of Grace for a Mom's Heart, I'm sharing what God's Word has to say about finding peace. If you are a new listener, you'll want to know that Grace for a Mom's Heart is a devotional that I do twice a month in addition to my weekly podcasts. These devotionals focus on one particular topic. I find scripture passages that address that topic and I read them out loud. And there's a reason for this. I do this because God's word is powerful. God says in the scriptures, about the scriptures that they are not just words. They are our very life. They are life-giving. I could talk forever about lots of different things, even about God, but my words are nothing next to His. This is why the bulk of this podcast, I simply read scripture out loud. It's that powerful. Here's a reminder of what God has to say about the power of His Word. Isaiah 55, verses 10 and 11. The rain and snow come down from the heavens and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my Word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all that I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. In other translations, it reads that my word does not come back void. That means God's word is life-giving always. This is one really good reason to just have scripture uh, playing uh, with your kids at home, just sort of in the background or or music that is uh, scripture-based because God's word does not come back void. It always produces something. It always does something, even if we can't see it. Hebrews 4, 12 and 13 says this about God's word. The word of God is alive and powerful. In other translations, it says living and active. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before His eyes, and He is the one to whom we are accountable. So what this is saying here is that God's Word gives us discernment because it lays us open and bare before Him, and it allows us to see the things that maybe He wants to work on or um, Even more than that, the wisdom that we need in certain situations. So that's how powerful His Word is. So as I'm reading, I want you to engage your heart with what you're hearing. Don't just listen, but believe and know that it is the truth. Let it sink into your spirit. Jesus said that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. He also said, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank you, God, that you are our peace. I want to start out, first of all, uh, for just a minute, talking about the names of God. If you've never studied the names of God, that can be a very, very powerful tool in your life, because here's what happens. When we are studying the names of God and what those are, 
are essentially all of his character qualities, all the things that he is, when our eyes are fixed on that, all of a sudden our problems shrink and we begin to get perspective on what's happening. And I really believe that God gives us wisdom as as our eyes are turned towards him and our gaze is toward him and we continue to move forward toward him, then a lot of things just automatically fall off to the wayside. And he also, like I said, gives us wisdom and discernment because these these problems shrink. They're not overwhelming anymore. And all of a sudden we recognize how powerful God is. So this whole idea of studying his names is really, really awesome. I looked up uh, Jehovah Shalom, which is the God of peace. I was looking up all the different names of God, and I was specifically looking for the God of peace. And I ran across this quote, and I tried to go back and find it because I like to give credit to the person who wrote it, but I couldn't find it. So, um, I'm going to read this out loud to you. I I just want you to hear the full meaning of the word shalom. So when we say he is the God of peace, he is the God of shalom, he is Jehovah, shalom. So here's what it says. We are meant to know the fullness of God's perfect peace or his shalom. God's peace surpasses understanding and sustains us even through difficult times. It is the product of being of fully being what we were created to be. To be safe, sound, healthy, perfect, complete signifies a sense uh, this I, this shalom signifies a sense of well-being and harmony both within and without completeness, wholeness, peace, health, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, fullness, rest, harmony, the absence of agitation or discord, a state of calm without anxiety or stress. Now, I want to stop there for just a minute. This is not a checklist of things for you to try to strive for or achieve. It's saying God is these things. We find all of these things in Him, and He willingly blesses us with with these things as we come to Him. Obviously, our life on earth is never going to be perfect, but we can go to the God of peace and find that shalom that we're looking for. The root meaning of shalom is to be whole or sound. And this leads to translations that speak of completeness, wholeness, well-being. Shalom also includes the idea of vigor and vitality in all dimensions of life. In short, shalom speaks of holistic or holy health for our souls and spirits. God can bring that to us. God can impart that to us as we go to Him who is the God of peace. There's another word that I cannot pronounce, so I'm not even going to attempt it. Um, It's another word for shalom. It's B-O-I-C-E. And um, the meaning of that is shalom is a large embracing word for the good that comes to the one God favors. And can I just stop here for a minute and remind you that you don't earn His favor. It is a gift 
of God. So this salvation, this grace that we find in Jesus who died for our sins and paid the price we couldn't pay and then rose again. He conquered sin and death and imparted his holiness to us and his favor onto us so that when when God looks at us, he sees us like he sees Jesus, because Jesus stood in our place and took all the punishment for us. So yes, God's favor is on you because you belong to him. So this shalom is a large embracing word for the good that comes to the one God favors. Shalom means much more than the ceasing of violence and hostility. There is a considerable difference between peace and a truce, right? We all know that. If we're married, we know the difference. A truce feels very different than when we've come to a place of peace with our husbands. It is glorious good news that Jehovah is peace. The idea behind the word shalom is wholeness and harmony in a relationship with God. Peace is the deepest desire and need of the human heart. Don't we all know that? We see that around us. If you look at the things that people are grasping for, even Christians, the temporal things that they're grasping for, ultimately what they're wanting and desiring is a sense of peace. It is the deepest desire and need of the human heart. So let's not settle for the counterfeit. When you find yourself wondering where is the blessing of God's presence in your life, you need to remember that He is Jehovah Shalom. He desires to bring peace if you will simply return to Him. I'm going to share some verses and passages with you. Psalm 29.11 says, The Lord gives His people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. It comes from Him. Isaiah 26.3, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. There's that message again of our gaze being on him as our thoughts are fixed on him and our trust is in him. He keeps us in perfect peace. Even under the most difficult circumstances, we can have that peace. John 14, 27, Jesus said this, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And guess what? That peace is the same word, shalom. So Jesus said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace or shalom of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So do not be troubled or afraid. So if you're finding yourself chasing after things that aren't bringing you that peace and you begin to be troubled and afraid, remember that gift can only truly come from him. Luke 2, 13 and 14 said, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Again, this is the declaration of the good news of Jesus coming as a baby, coming as a human being humbling himself and coming in the most vulnerable form. And the message behind that was, I am not offended by your weakness. 
and He comes and He joins us in our humanity. And that was this amazing news that these angels were uh, proclaiming. They were saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth with whom God is pleased. Again, God is pleased with you because His favor rests on you. Never let the enemy convince you of something else because here's what happens. We live up to or down to what we think about ourselves, about what our identity is. And our identity is we are daughters and sons of the highest King. Psalm 4, 8 says, In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. Sometimes I will recite that verse when I'm having trouble sleeping. Repeat it over and over and over again. And again, believe it in your heart. Psalm 119, verses 161 to 165, and I always include all the references that I'm reading from in the podcast notes, so you can go back and read them if you want to. It says, Powerful people harass me without cause, but my heart trembles only at your word. I rejoice in your word like one who discovers a great treasure. I hate and abhor all falsehood, but I love your instructions. I will praise you seven times a day because all your regulations are just. Those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. I love that. Basically, this... um, the psalmist is saying he's being harassed, but the only thing that makes him tremble is, is the only thing that he fears, that means honor and respect, that type of fear, that type of trembling, is God's word. He's holding that above anything else. He's saying that he rejoices in God's word like one who discovers a great treasure. And he also abhors all falsehood and embraces and loves God's instruction and recognizes that all of his regulations, all of God's boundaries are just. And those who love God's instructions have great peace and do not stumble. God's given us boundaries for a reason. Another place in the Psalms, it says, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. God is good and his boundaries are good. We need to understand also that, you know, um, with all of that in mind, I'm reminded that God is sovereign over our lives. Maybe you're finding yourself in a situation where you're feeling very discontent. You need to understand and remember that God is lovingly sovereign over your circumstances. You know, sometimes we end up in circumstances that uh, we really cannot change and they're difficult and they're hard, or maybe we're just discontent. They're not that bad, but our hearts are kind of yucky about it. And we know that we sort of have a not very good attitude. And yet, if we can just remember that the boundary lines that God has put on our lives that are clearly set by Him, you know, obviously, if there's stuff going on and we're just not being good stewards of our time or different things in our lives, we need to, you know, we need to go to God with that and let Him deal with us on it. But there's things like where, maybe where you live, maybe you're in a small house with lots of children. I've been there before. And there was just an interesting, Um, growth that happened in that scenario. There were a lot of good reasons that God had us in a smaller house. I could keep my kids more accountable. Um, 
we always knew what was going on. We could um, we could parent better because our kids were always nearby, and there was a sense of closeness and bonding that happened during that season of our lives. But remembering to be content and understanding that God had set that boundary on my life for a reason, and if He does that, He's going to give you the grace to walk through it. You can have that shalom. You can have that peace by His power. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, that ties right into this. It says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, thanksgiving is so important, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This is saying exactly what I was just mentioning to you, that as we lay these things before Him, we recognize that He is the one who can give us a peace that passes all understanding within those boundaries that He has laid out in our lives. The last verse is Romans 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. When Jesus died on the cross, he said, it is finished. Our faith is not earned The favor with God is not earned. It is a gift. Our salvation is not earned. It is a gift. And as we recognize that, you know, I don't know about you, but when I have received a gift that is so valuable, I want to move forward in gratefulness. And moving forward in gratefulness with God is walking in obedience to Him and recognizing that He is God and we are not and being okay with that. And also recognizing that in every situation when I find myself being discontent, that I can recognize and embrace with His help that He is enough. Our lives will always be lacking something. But God offers a peace that passes all understanding. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word that is so incredibly powerful, God. You are so good and so faithful, and we see that all over the place in these passages, God. You are the God of peace. You are Jehovah Shalom. And Jesus, you said that you would you offered a gift, that you were leaving us a gift, peace of mind and heart, shalom of mind and heart. But a gift doesn't do us any good if we don't receive it, receive it. So God, give us the eyes, the ears, the heart, the faith to receive this gift of peace that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen.